0: what's up everyone and welcome back to spark talk and today we are continuing our 2023 nfl draft coverage and uh you know just another heads up here uh like last episode a little bit of the audio issues as well i'm still trying to find the mic uh, you know it's i haven't been able to find it. i've been looking the whole week and um haven't been able to find it yet so um you know, if you hear stuff or whatever um sorry in advance for that um uh, and all that my computer with my notes on it my uh the fan's going crazy on it so if you hear that I apologize for that but without further ado let's get into it here and we're continuing our draft coverage and we're getting into the big nasties today or we're starting to we have the offense of tackles uh next podcast we'll go over the inside uh the inside nasties we'll go over the guards and the centers um uh, and uh we'll have a good time doing that but today we'll stick with the big nasties on the outside the offensive tackles and you know i I like this class a little bit there's a lot of potential in this draft class uh one guy that missed my cut here was jalen duncan out of maryland someone who was super athletic six 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 two or three twenty guy who moved very well in open space however he's a project his footwork wasn't always there um you know, and a lot of his technique just wasn't, you know, wasn't good at all. He got beat a lot, uh, but you see a little bit of that potential there. And there's a lot of guys. I think that uh, when you go when you go down the list, there's that potential. There's that athleticism there that they could definitely be, um, you know, at least a quality backup, a quality uh, swing backup, swing tackle backup, and all that. And um, but they just need the fine-tune their technique just a little bit. But let's get started here in my top 10. Uh, my number 10 is Blake Freeland out of BYU. Six. Uh, he's a 6'8", 305-pound tackle. Uh, I One thing I jumped off the uh, film for me was his run-blocking ability. He can reach people. He can move people out of the hole. Uh, he's very fluid, moved to the second level, and pulling. He's just a very fluid Athlete, especially at his size at 6'8". eight, um, just a really good athlete. Uh, his pass game has some holes though, and th- this was the biggest concern. This why he's down here for me. Um, you know his hand placement. Uh, you know was good. I'll start off with the good here. His hand placement was good for the most part. Uh, however, his anchoring down just wasn't strong enough uh, as it should be for a starting tackle in the nfl he got pushed back a good amount with power rushers um and another one uh was you know he gets to be on inside moves a whole a uh, whole lot like when somebody was doing a stunt or somebody was just doing an uh a fake and a fake or inside move he just had trouble uh pushing them down and uh down blocking down the uh, line and pushing them out of the hole there but he he had trouble with that type of stuff and A little bit, he leaned a little bit from time to time, uh, but his footwork needs to get better in the uh, passing game and uh, all of that. But his run blocking game, I I fell in love with. I was like, this dude's, this dude could be a really good run blocker. Uh, You know, you get him on the right team, you coach him up well, you fix his footwork issues, you get him a little bit stronger. I think he could be a really quality starter for an NFL team. I like his ability a lot. However. You know, he's still he's still a little bit of a raw athlete and you wanna maybe fine tune those fine tune that footwork and game a little bit stronger. But my number nine here is kind of the opposite for me. I really liked his passing uh, ability his pass blocking ability. However, his run blocking ability was a little bit disappointing to me, and that is Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse. He's a good athlete, very quick feed and pass pro. He's good at pulling, good at working up to the second level. Uh, however, he needs to get stronger. There was times where he struggled to push people off the line of scrimmage. And when he was going up against Miles Murphy, a top, he's for sure a top five as rusher in this draft class. A lot of people have him going top 10, top 15. He was my number four guy. Uh, I saw him as more of a late first, early second type of guy, uh, because his hips are a little bit stiff, but he did bring a lot of power in his rushes and Bergeron struggled with it a little bit. His hand placement was a little bit inconsistent, uh, and it's an issue that he needs to work on. Because Miles Murphy, like he would get his hands on him, but he wouldn't get him in the right spot. Miles Murphy was able to get leverage, get inside his chest, and be able to push him back and bull rush him. Uh, you know, it's stuff like that that is like you you need to fine tune that just a little bit. There's uh, little tweaks in the game that. Uh, you know, little, little things like hand placement when you're blocking can make a huge difference, uh, difference on, you know, getting leverage on a guy or a guy gets leverage on you, um, stuff like that. And also he just needs to be more violent when he's moving people, his hands, he looks a little bit soft when he like goes and he goes to punch somebody on the pass block. Um, you know, I want him to be more violent with his hands and more violent in the run game. But, um, you know, I do like his pass, passing game a lot. He's very athletic, very quick. Uh, I do like his ability to be able to do a lot of this stuff, but he just needs to get stronger, um, and he needs to be able to fix his hand placement and get better at punching guys and be more violent at doing that. But uh, Bergeron and Freeland, I like a lot. I think they could turn into starters, or at the very least, I think a very good backup that can – uh a very good backup for a team, especially in the right system. So we'll move on here to my number eight. This is a lot of people's um, senior bowl darling, um, Cody Mosh out of North Dakota state. He's a super good athlete, moves extremely well in space, very fluid pulling, moves to the second level with ease. Uh, And he's able to move people off the line of scrimmage. His footwork and pass pro I thought was really good. It's a little bit different than a lot of guys. I thought he could have uh you know it was it was a little bit different, uh, with uh how North Carolina, North Dakota State was like doing it uh and all that, but I really like uh I really liked his footwork in the past game. He's to mirror guys and he has a lot of athleticism in that his punch is really good. Uh, there's not a whole lot of holes in his game other than obviously um, you know, he played at North Dakota State. It's not a D1 level, you know, it's, um, uh, D1 AA. You're not facing the same talent that you would if you were, you know, power five or group five, even, you know, you're not getting that competition. And so there's a talent gap for sure. Uh, and also another big concern is his arms are a little bit short and that kind of popped off a of film, which causes him to lean a little bit and to do all that, um, uh, and try to be – and I think he just has to be a little bit too aggressive, which I think is his biggest weakness in that is, like, I think he has to make up for having he's not super short arms. Like, somebody I'll get to later uh, has, I think, maybe shorter arms than him. I haven't looked at the – I don't have the measurements memorized or anything, but uh, he – his arms are not too good lean, so I think he would be a really good guard um, or a really good – or a really solid right tackle. I just don't see him as a left tackle – But uh, that's another reason why he's down on my list here is obviously the competition, but also I see him more as a guard uh, in the NFL than I do a tackle. But I really like Cody Mosh, and honestly, I do think he has a uh, spot in the NFL, especially if his uh, arm length isn't too big of an issue. So we'll go with my number seven here. My number seven, Tyler Steen out of Alabama. Tyler Steen out of Alabama uh he just he really popped off the page a lot of people have him outside the top ten tackles and all that, but he just really popped off the page for me. He has really quick feet, very agile, moves very well you know gets in good position in the run game to create holes uh, you know he's able to move people from time to time as well so like you don't uh either you get those movers on the offensive line or you get those people that are just very good at getting leverage and creating holes uh with really good position. Uh, And he's able to do both from time to time. Uh, You know, I think he's uh, very strong once he gets inside of guys. I think he he did 31 on the bench press at the Combine. He was top five. I'm pretty sure he was top five. I think he was number four. But, you know, that's super important. When you're able to get inside guys and anchor down, especially in the pass game, uh, you know, get inside their chest. Like, it's people struggle getting away from him when he's – inside their chest and when he's you know fighting with them and all that uh however his hand position is a little bit inconsistent in the pass and run game and it causes him to lose a little bit of leverage from time to time and you kind of see that a little bit in some of the games where people are able to get inside his chest it causes anchoring issues um you know uh bj ojolari lsu edge rusher Second round a lot a lot um uh, you know a lot of people have him maybe late to second round type of guy here and I like him the same way uh, early second late first type of guy but he would like super long arms would get inside his chest because Tyler Steen would miss on his hand placement from time to time however, I do think he won that battle against a really good player and that's why I like Steen a lot like he really impressed me against a very good Edge rusher and BJ Ojolari, who definitely has a spot in the NFL. And, um, you know, Tyler Steen, I think he's just one of those guys that I don't think he's getting looked at a whole lot. Uh, but, you know, there's some holes in this game. Like, you know, uh, you know, his feet do get close from time to time when he does lose his base. Like, uh, uh his feet do click a little bit, especially like, uh, if he gets beat, um, uh, or gets beat inside, or gets somebody gets his hand in his chest, and he's able to anchor. Or somebody does a stunt, he kind of like claps through, claps his feet a little bit instead of keeping his base, you know. And that's another thing, uh, a little bit of holes there. But you know, there's just like small holes in this game. Like if he fixes his hand placement, it fixes the anchoring issue and keeping that base. Uh, this is very fundamental stuff. I think that's very teachable. Like any. At, on any team. It's very teachable stuff. So I really like Tyler Steen. I think he does have a future in the NFL and as a starter. Uh, but I think he might be like a year or two or something before he gets there. But I really like him a lot, and I think he has a lot of potential here. So let me get a, get a drink break here before we get into my number six guy. So my number six is the one jones of ohio state is another guy that's been jumping up boards here lately he's 6'8, 360 pounds pro football focus had him around 375 so he might be even bigger than that um you know he's that he's a right tackle and not a left tackle and that's why he's outside my top 10 uh just to get that out of the way you know he has really quick feet for a guy his size and he just swallows people up you know his hands are really good he can Move people off the line. You know, you expect a guy who's six eight, three seventy five, three sixty to be able to just move people with ease. You expect that from him. Um, let me get where, where my notes are real quick. So, um, yeah, he can. Yeah, so he moves people off the line. He can get to the second level. Uh, you know, his drop step and pass pro. This is a little bit one of his weaknesses here. His drop step and pass pro is a little bit too. Horizontal and that vertical, because um, he's a big guy. He's not as fast as some of these other guys, and he does he takes like a horizontal step instead of like a backslide uh, when he kick steps. And you know, I think it's just him just be able to because when he gets, when when he gets a hold of guys, they're they're going nowhere. When he gets his hands on a guy, it's it's over. But when he's facing those very quick and shifty guys, he tries to. He does this horizontal step. He tries to hit first, and, you know, I think it causes a little bit of issues a little bit. And I just want to see him be a little bit more vertical on his step and show off his athleticism a little bit. He's a big guy, but he's athletic for his size. And I want to see him utilize it a little bit more with that vertical step. Um, you know, I do think he could definitely drop a few pounds. You know, you don't need to be – you can be six eight. 340 350 and in really good shape i think that would be an ideal position for him um and then uh, like i said earlier i think a lot of you know legit speed guys are going to take advantage of him uh especially early on his career especially if he uh still in the habit of taking the horizontal step and not getting vertical um on his pass sets a lot um and you know i think uh I think like a lot of that stuff is just a little bit of footwork stuff. Uh his run game is really good. I'm really high in his run game. Uh, his footwork just needs a little bit a little bit of tweaking. Obviously he could get probably in better shape, lose a little bit of weight. Uh I like DeWan Jones a lot. He's he's somebody who's uh has a lot of potential. He reminds me a lot of like a Trent Brown or Landon Brown, those type of guys that uh you know, just big guys that move a lot, that move really well for their size. Uh, Obviously, they're a little bit slower than, you know, your average tackle, but they move super well for their size, though. But it's a little bit of the footwork stuff, a little bit of, uh, you know, just being at that size, those speed guys are going to take advantage of you. But, you know, I think he has a really bright future in the NFL, and he's one of those guys that, especially at a right tackle, I think he's going to find a home uh, some and be somebody's right tackle for a very, very long time. So we'll get into my top five here and my – let me get off. I had something to highlight I wanted to, to delete it by accident there. So my number five is Peter Skaronsky, a lot of people's number one uh, out of Northwestern. This is the guy that was talking about the short arms, and that is why he's down here at number five. It's just it, – really messed with me while i was watching his tape here especially against uh zach harrison who i think is a you know third round guy um uh, was really taking advantage of him because zach harrison's super long arm guy and was it was just throwing him and was able to control him a little bit too easy and you know that's the stuff that a little bit worries me a little bit with his game um you know, but let me talk about the positives though. Someone who he's someone who's very technical. He is very technical. He's very quick out of his stance. I really like that a lot. That's he may be the best out of the out of his stance in the class. He's really good and really quick out of his stance. He does a good job of moving people in the run game and getting to the second level. He anchors really nicely when he gets his hands on guys. Um, he has a great inside step and pass pro. Uh, I thought it was uh it was. I th- probably the best in the class. Uh, just when guys get inside or stunts or something, he just he just pushes them down, washes them down in the mesh there. Um, he's an okay mover, though. I think he leans a little bit just because his hands are small, or his, his hands are small, but his arms are a little bit smaller. Um, you know, he's not a guy that's going to, like, move people uh, off the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, he's more of a guy that's going to get in the good position, and be that more athletic type of tackle where I'm just going to get you in position. I'm going to create a hole with good positioning, good leverage, um, and all that. You know, his eyes do get caught sometimes. Uh, there was a couple of times I've seen. Uh, I think it was the almost say it was a Wisconsin game where he uh, they were just running a stunt and he got kind of like mixed up of what he was supposed to do. Um, you know, Northwestern wasn't a really good team last year. I don't know how much I want to put that on him because. It could have been the guard. You know, it's really hard to tell. You know, when you're watching film, you're not in the, uh, you're not at Northwestern. You're not part of their staff or anything. You don't know what job is which, who's supposed to pick up what or whatever. But uh, there's a couple of times where that did happen. Um, But, you know, obviously he just allows people to get inside of him too much. And uh, the arms are a real big issue. You know, a lot of people project him as a guard. I think he'd be a really good guard you know i I think he would be a really good guard. It would help out help him out I think just having a longevity in the n f l especially with his arms and how short they are um but I liked him a lot. I thought he was very technical very uh very good, very good positioning himself in the run game. it just his arm his his arms were just like that if not he would probably be maybe number three. Uh you can talk about being number two, maybe even number one, but his arms are just a just a huge setback for me and that's why he's down on my list a little bit than others. But my number four is Broderick Jones out of Georgia. You know, he's a really good he's just a really solid in the run and pass game. He moves people off the line with ease. He's a he moves well as he moves well, he has a really good anchor. Uh and, uh, you know, I think the one thing, though, is like it seems like he's just he's not great at anything. He's just really solid. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of holes in his games. Uh, he's a little bit too aggressive. He leans a little bit too much. Uh, and he another thing, he doesn't really engage well. So like when he was trying to move up to the second level or he was like poor, he just wouldn't like engage at all. With the linebackers or the um, or whoever whoever he was hitting on the pool, he ain't really engage at all. And same thing with his uh, pass pro as well. Like he, I think he just had trouble with his hands and engaging and keeping on guys. Um, but you know, I think he's a first round guy. I really do. I think he's uh, people have him mocked in the first round. Uh, I I do, I do think he's a first round guy. He's just really solid. There's not a whole lot of holes in his game. Except maybe just being a little bit too aggressive. He gets caught on, he got caught on leans a little bit, but he got caught lean a little bit and uh, the engaging part. But, you know, it's just one of those things that I think the guys above him have a little bit more upside uh, or just were a little bit better. Uh, but he's just a very solid all around tackle that I think any team, he just fit on any team and be really good uh, for them and be a good starter for them so uh my number four is Roger jones so my number three is anton harrison out of oklahoma he can move uh so i was like looking up some stuff and a lot of people's problems with him was you know 2021 you know he struggled a little bit moving people and when you look at his 2022 film he's so much more better at moving people and he's uh, does a better job at doing that. It's still an issue a little bit uh, in Anton Harrison's game. But let me go to the positives, though. Uh, he has really good quick feet. Uh, definitely much more of a, a pass blocker than a run blocker. I'll get into that here in a sec. But good hands. He moves to the second level with these. He's a, he's a good athletic tackle uh, on your team. But there's a little bit of hole back there. He doesn't move super well in space um and i just think it's uh one of those things that like not every tackle is gonna have that ability the that super athletic guy that's gonna be able to you know keep up with um keep up with linebackers be able to move with linebackers and just adjust your body the way it is he's just not one of those guys but when he gets his hands on guys and he is able to move up to the second level and not have to and just getting good position and good good angles and leverage, you know, it's not that big of an issue for him. Um but I think one thing is uh when his technique's on point, he looked like he he looked like one of the best tackles in the class. Like there when he was up against Kansas State this year, he was facing Felix, uh uh and DK Uzama, probably my arguably one of my favorite personal favorite people in the draft class. I really liked his ability as an edge rusher and he kind of just he honestly I he did a really good job. I, they went back and forth the whole game and I think Anton won the battle. I think he did. He he's I, I really like his pass his pass, his pass blocking potential and when his when his technique's on point it's it's really good but He's just a little bit too inconsistent. You know, he gets caught leaning from time to time uh, in the run game and in pass pro, and he needs to engage a little bit better. Um, You know, I just think uh, one reason I have him over with Roger Jones is just that upside a little bit more, and you've seen the improvements from 21 to 22 with moving people out of the hole. He still needs to get stronger uh, in the run game and doing that, but... Because I think his pass blocking upside is just a little bit better than Broderick. And, you know, some of the same issues I have with Broderick. The moving in space was one I didn't mention, but it's it's there. It um, You know, the leaning a little bit um, on pass pro and all that and the engaging. That's, uh, you know, stuff that is definitely fixable for both of those guys. And honestly, I think they're interchangeable. It just depends on the day. Uh, but Antoine, a little bit, I think a little bit higher ceiling than Broderick. So that's why he's my, you know, number three. So my number two is probably my number one. If we're just talking about tackles, but because he is a right tackle, he's my number two and it is Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. Uh, he just swallows people's up. He's six six three thirty five. He's a massive human being, um, uh, you know, Dewan Jones is a massive human being, but Darnell Wright, there's a lot of 6'6 guys in this draft class, and, you know, there's some in the NFL, but he just looks bigger than every single one of them. I feel like he plays at like 350 and not 335, but Tennessee's uh, uh, website had 335, so that's where I put it there. But, you know, he. Uh, you know he's really good at getting his hands on you, and when you when uh the play the plays is basically done when he gets his hands on you, he like I said he just swallows you up. Um, same thing with DeJuan Jones, just swallows guys up. He moves people with ease. Uh, he's able to move to the second level. He's able to pull too. Um, you know he held his home for the he held his own for the most part against Will Anderson. He he, he did a really good job against Will Anderson. There's a couple of times where Will Anderson, being Will Anderson, you know, being a really technical guy, caught him leaning and was able to, you know, make him pay, be able to get pressures on uh, Hendon Hooker, uh, in that everybody knows the probably the best college football game of the of the uh, season last year with Alabama and Tennessee, but he did he like he did a really good job against arguably. One probably arguably the best defensive player in this draft class. Uh, you know, a little bit of negative, though. He allows people inside from time to time. Uh, his inside step could use some work. And his lack of feet speed uh, is there, but it's not a huge issue for me uh, just because he's a massive guy. Uh, but I do think like, very, very twitchy guys like Brian Burns or... Like a Will Anderson, who he played very well against, uh, those type of guys are going to, I think, cause him a little bit of fits and issues. It just comes with the territory of being a really big, massive tackle. Um, but another thing, though, his hands are a little bit inconsistent. Uh, and honestly, I I really uh, like his uh, hands being inconsistent – you know, but his you know, his size, uh definitely definitely makes up for the lack of like technical stuff with Dorneau or yeah, Darneau, right. Uh but he does he he reminds me a lot of um uh, just like DeWan Jones, those big guys, Orlando Brown, uh, Trent Brown. they just swallow up guys. They're able to move uh and block at a high efficient rate and don't know right someone who a little bit just these little technical stuff it's just these little technical stuff with the footwork and getting better at that I think he has a high he has a super high ceiling in the NFL especially at right tackle I think he could be somebody's uh, right tackle for years to come and I just he he was he was he's probably my favorite person to he's definitely my favorite offensive lineman I've watched so far and I've Gone into, and I've watched a couple of, uh, you know, inside guys as well, inside offensive linemen. But don't know, definitely my favorite guy so far that I've watched. He's he's a really he's a really good player. Um, so we'll move on here to my number one, and it is Paris Johnson, Jr. Uh, I know he has junior label. I was calling him Paris Johnson, but out of Ohio State, very long arms. You know, can move people off the line. He's quick. He's very fluid. Moving it to the second level, pulling. You know, he's good at doubling up. He's a project. He's a he is a project though. Uh, he does click his feet a little bit too much. Um, you know, and it kind of loses. He kind of loses his base a little bit, uh, and he's a little bit too vertical sometimes. So those basically are like kind of going hand in hand a little bit. Once he gets that fixed, the other one will go away. Um, especially if he, once he gets his base and once he able, he's able to go and get lower, get, get the pad level, right. I think he's going to be really good. Um, I know, um, people aren't really fond of his knee like his knee bending or his knee bending, uh, ability, which, you know, you need as a tackle, but you know, I thought his knees were, they were okay. They weren't like special by means. It's not. You know some of these other guys down are or down on my list, but you know it doesn't. You know, like it doesn't really affect. Like I don't think it, I, I didn't really see it affect his game as much as it did, as it would like some other guys. Um, you know, uh, another one of his weaknesses though is it, he does allow people to get inside a little bit too much. Uh, his hand placement a little bit, you know he misses hand placement a little bit and can lean a little bit. Uh, but I really, I really like Paris Johnson a lot and I know there's negatives there, but you know, I still got to talk about the negatives with my number one guy here. Um, uh, you know, and I think Darnell, out right. If he wasn't right, tackle would be my number one. But since Paris Johnson is a left tackle, he, he he needs to be my number one here, but he's a guy that I would pick top 20 for sure. Um, you know he checks all the boxes that you want. Just a little bit of technical stuff here with the footwork, and you know it's not too big of an issue. It's something that you can fix over an off season once he gets in the training camp, and once he gets uh, accustomed to the playbook, and he's in an in an NFL facility, and he's doing football f- full time, he will fix those little small minor issues, whether it be hand placement, whether it be feet clicking, not having a not having the base at all times. When you're blocking, that stuff's so fixable. That's very, very fundamental stuff. Uh, it's more about getting him out of those habits. And obviously, when you're playing football twenty-four-seven, you're practicing. When you're all—all uh, all it is—is is just football, and it's a job that you're doing. He will get better at doing that, and he will, you know, be able to do that. And the only thing that is like the biggest issue with him is his knee. Is his Is his knee? bending issues can he bend a little bit or can they get or can a team get his knees a little bit more flexible and a little bit more bendy uh we will see but uh paris johnson i liked a lot uh you know i think he's gonna be a really good left tackle for somebody in the nfl and i think he's a top 20 guy for me at least he's a top 20 guy so that wraps up my offensive tackles for the um, my top 10 offensive tackles for the 2023 NFL draft. I'll go back through it here real quick. So, my number 10 is Blake Freeland out of BYU. My number 9 is Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse. My number 8 is Cody Mosh out of North Dakota State. My number 7 is Tyler Steen out of Alabama. My number 6 is Dewan Jones out of Ohio State. My number 5 is Pierce Skronsky out of Northwestern. My number 4 is Broderick Jones out of Georgia. My number three is Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. My number two is Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. And my number one is Paris Johnson out of Ohio State. And once again, thank you all again for listening. You know, make sure to follow the podcast uh, on Instagram at Just Spark Talk and follow the Twitter at SparkTalk2. Um, I plan on uh, getting the Twitter back up and uh, being live in – like live and all that and tweeting from it tweeting about the nfl draft and uh especially when the inter- or when the nfl draft comes i plan on doing some tweets about it my opinions on the draft and how it's going and how teams are doing and all that so if y'all want to check out the uh, twitter especially on draft night uh you know please do make sure like and retweet and you know definitely comment too, especially if you disagree with an opinion you know it's a uh, open space to disagree. You know, my opinion's not one hundred percent factual. You know, and all that. So I'm definitely, I definitely love conversations about sports. So if you're uh, you know, open, you know, it's a good conversation. No getting angry or anything. You know, it's a, I think it's a really good uh, you know, place to be able to discuss football, be able to discuss the draft. So you know, you know, if you're interested, you know, go go check out the uh, Twitter on Draft Night. I'll definitely be. You know, tweeting about uh how the draft is going and all that, and uh try to build up the uh, Twitter a little bit. But thank you all again for listening. You know, make sure to like share and uh, comment. You know, I that doesn't nothing really. Comments I don't really care about the comments. They don't really hurt my feelings too too much. So you know, if you have uh, definitely some tips to help, definitely comment. Definitely let uh definitely let me know. Let Houston know as well too. Uh. So thank y'all again and I will see y'all in uh what a couple of days with the interior offensive alignment So see y'all later.